Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host and so grateful that you're joining me on today's episode. Now, today's episode is another Flipping the Script Monday in which we love to turn perspective from lack to abundance. Well, on today's episode, this is a special one because I got to go to a wedding the other night and I met this wonderful woman named Deb Norton. And we hit it off. I'm telling you, she is someone I you would feel like you've known all your life. She hands me a card with her son's information. And I look down and I see chrisnorton.org. And she begins to tell me about um, what happened in their life and just the beauty of what God has done in the midst And I don't know if you've seen the People Weekly uh, video that has gone viral of a young man and his bride on their wedding day. He gets out of his wheelchair and he gets to take a few steps toward his new bride. Well, his mom is the one I'm getting to interview today. And just to have this conversation with her was beyond life-giving. I'm telling you, if you can have a Deb in your life, you are so blessed. Well, with that said, I want to introduce you to Deb Norton on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. To see and to hear a little bit of your story of how tragedy hits, Mm -hmm. On a football field, kind of walk us through that night, um, even leading up to that night. Right. So he was a freshman in college, and he played football, and he was 18 years old, Mm -hmm. and it was the fifth game of the season, October 16th, 2010, Mm -hmm. and we were all excited to go watch him play football, and it was the... um, beginning of the third quarter kickoff and he ran down to make a tackle and when the pile cleared there was a player laying on the field and of course we're in the stands and we didn't realize at first it was Chris and then my husband said that's Chris and he wasn't moving at all and what had happened he had um, broken his neck and suffered a spinal cord injury. We realized oh it was him. We got up and went to the field, and all the you know the coaches and trainers were surrounding him. And I remember the opposing coach came up and put his arm around me and mm. said, you know, everything's gonna be okay. And we were talking. You know, we bent down and talked to Chris because he couldn't. He wasn't moving, and he's, you know, of course frightened. And yeah. there was there was not you know no movement whatsoever. And so they had to cut his helmet off and get him in a neck brace. And then the ambulance took him to the local hospital and they called in a helicopter and then the helicopter flew into um, Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And we had to follow in the car. Oh my gosh. So in this moment in time, as you're in the Mm -hmm. car, what are you doing as parents? Well, we're praying Mm -hmm. and we're just because and we're in shock, you know. Yeah. We and my my husband had to pull over and let my daughter drive because he just like he couldn't think straight. We couldn't think straight, and um, you know the hospital's calling us and letting us know he made it. He's stable, 
we just didn't know, we didn't know where we were going. Okay. You know, we're in Iowa, we're driving to Minnesota, it's like an hour away. Oh, wow. It was, and then the really kind of a cool thing, when we pulled up to St. Mary's in Rochester, there was a, a gentleman there in a Luther sweatshirt who had been at the game, who lived in Rochester and knew we wouldn't know where we were going. No way. And he found out everything, and he met us there and took us to... Um, the critical care unit. Oh my was. gosh. Isn't that, isn't that something? Wow. People just came out of the woodwork and helped us the and whole it, way. It, it, you know, just you sharing that alone mm-hmm. reveals to me how God does go before us. Yes. Like mm-hmm. how he had all of that, even though we're like, right. why? I'm so thankful that you're willing to share mm-hmm. this story because I'm sure that you're having to relive it. Yeah. Yeah. Every right. time you talk about it. I do, but you know, when I relive it and I talk about it, I feel like if I can help one person get through their crisis, their tragedy, their mm. their tough point in their life, then you know what? It's okay. I can wow. do that. Wow. That is so incredible. So now he's, you found out what's happened. Right. You right. know the diagnosis. They told us that he'd have a 3% chance of having any movement below his neck. Wow. And it was devastating news. Devastating. And I remember he was in, went to surgery. They said the surgery be, you know, four to six hours. And I remember being in the waiting room and I just, I had to leave. And I just started walking the hallways of St. Mm. Mary's and I, I saw signs for a chapel. And I'm like, I'm going to go find that chapel. Well, I, I ended up in the chapel and it's, the, you, when you think of a hospital chapel, you think of a small place. Yes. This is a huge, huge chapel. Really? It's a church. It's just St. Mary's Church. And mm-hmm. I sat down in a pew and I, I looked up and there was a picture of Jesus holding a man that was crippled. And I'm like, oh my gosh, whoa. I'm like, I was meant to find this chapel and sit in this pew and I was meant to look up. And it gave me this I know this piece. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not in this alone. Yeah. You know? Oh, and so that Jesus. helped me get through that. Um, the next day, you know, he could shrug his shoulders, which was a good sign because that was already below the injury point. Mm. He eventually got um, some feeling back in his arms. He, on we were he wasn't feeling anything in his legs. And on Thanksgiving morning, he wiggled his big toe, and we're oh like, God. "Oh my gosh, you know, this is gonna be, he's gonna be okay." You know, he's he's still in a wheelchair. He still needs help, but he can feed himself he can wow he he can brush his teeth he can you know he took walk he walked across the stage for his college graduation oh my gosh walked for his wedding with help so he has but he has worked so hard every Mm -hmm. single day to get to that point as parents Mm -hmm. sometimes we want to coddle our kids just because we're like oh my god i would rather it be me than you absolutely how did you rise up out of that and say, you are going to mm-hmm. do this? Because mm-hmm. I, when I heard your story last night mm-hmm. about how you just fought for him. Yes. Yes, yeah. I, I did. Do you feel like, too, that when you fight for someone that they have to be willing to fight with you? Or were you able to encourage him even when he didn't want to fight? You know, th- this is the thing about Chris. Okay. He was a little guy. Okay. He was just... You know, he loves sports. He was, a, he was a good athlete. And so my husband would coach him, and he'd say, he's right-handed, Dad, I'm going to make 10 left-handed layups in a row. 
And, it, and my husband would say, because he coached varsity basketball, he said, oh. I have varsity basketball players that can't do that. And, and Chris, as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, was like, I'm not leaving the gym till I do that. And it would... Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so then as he got older, and he was in high school, and his basketball coach at that time, he would say, Chris, practice is over. And Chris was like, I, I just need to shoot a little bit more. So he started locking up the basketballs. He'd take his basketball, he'd lock it up. Well, he didn't know, but Chris brought his own basketball. So Chris would take his own basketball <laughs> and start shooting, and then the coach had to shut the lights off. He would shut the lights off in the gym, so Chris had to go home. Like, he just was oh my determined to, to just be the best at everything wow. he did. And in school, he was a really good student. I mean, he never had homework, because when he was at school, every minute... He was working every minute wow. in study hall. There's five minutes at the end of the class because his goal was not to do it at night. And so he didn't so waste he just, time. <laughs> he just didn't. He was just, you know, it, that was just his personality. Wow. And, you know, it, it, it paid off. You know, yes. he was a, he, good in sports, good in school. And then this happens to him as an 18 year old. Mm. You know, he's got the world, you know, ahead of yes. him. And this happens. And, you know, my husband mm. and I had to do some self-talk between the two of us because we were faced with a tough situation. Right. Here's your 18-year-old son. We have an older daughter and a younger daughter. And we said, you know what? We've got to be tough for Chris, and Chris has to get tough. Because even though this is life-changing, we're going to have a great life. And our girls are going to have a great life. Wow. And we are not going to let this destroy us or our family. And we're going to figure out how to get through this. And... One day at a time. That's what we did. Wow. Yeah. I mean, let's just stop right there, y'all. I mean, that right there is not just personality. That's character. That is integrity. That is someone who just doesn't see the bull in front of him. He just sees how, like... I'm going to get through the bull. I don't, whether it's over him or around him or, you know, go right through him. That right there speaks to me when I want to give up, when I don't want to do something. And here's this young man, here's his family that everyone is saying they've lost everything. And here you all are saying we have so much to gain. Right. We have so much to gain. So what happened in that moment when you decided that? You know, we just went into Chris's room and we we vowed to ourselves we would not let anything negative mm. penetrate us. Now, we had bad news. We had things we didn't want to hear. Right. We had all that stuff. We had to deal with that. And it was hard. Right. You know, my husband and I, would we'd have our little meltdowns separately so we would lift each other up. But we never showed that to Chris. Wow. And we would say, Chris, you know what? This is going to be tough. It's going to take a lot of work. But you're going to have a great life. No matter what your level of recovery is, no matter what you can and can't do physically, you are going to have a great life. And we are too. And we told the girls that. Wow. And we're like, all right, things are different now, but things are still good. They're going to be good. We wow. have to get through this. Now, something that you and I talked about last night that goes along with this conversation is that one of your daughters... Daughter, Alex, okay. she was in um, nursing school at okay. the time in, in Iowa. And she every weekend, she would come up to the hospital and spend... Because we always spent the weekend together as a family. And he okay. was in the hospital for four months. 
And then he was, then we moved to the Ronald McDonald house for three months. So we were in a different city, three plus hours away from our home for seven months. Wow. Off and on. You know, my husband and I took turns going back and forth. But our girls came up every weekend. And Alex, the nurse, graduated from nursing school. And she said, because I said, Chris is going to go back to college. We, my husband and I were bound and determined he would go back in the fall. Okay. And she goes, when he goes back to Decorah, to college, I want to move there and help him. She goes, I, I just graduated. I don't have a job. I don't have any reason why I can't do that. Wow. That was such a blessing. We would have never asked her to do that, mm. but she wanted to do that. And so she got an apartment there. He lived in the dorm with his buddies. She drove him to therapy back and forth, helped him with laundry or whatever he needed. Wow. And did that for um, two years. And finally, after two years, she's like, Mom, I hardly even see Chris anymore. <laughs> he doesn't need me. You know, I'm like, she's like, I'm moving back home. Oh, so my goodness. That's what she did. <gasps> oh, my God. I yeah. just love your family. Yeah. And then when she went back home, her job that she got at the hospital, at Mercy Hospital in Des Moines, was in the neurotrauma ICU. And the reason she picked that was because she knew that's where she could make the biggest impact from her experience that she had with Chris. (laughs) So. That's just amazing. So that's what what she does. And our youngest daughter, she was um, a freshman in high school at the time. She was in, you know, gonna play basketball and she said, I wanna be with Chris. Um, on the weekends, I'm not going to play basketball. We try to talk her into it. It's like, you know, you need to keep living your life. Yeah. She's like, no, I want to come. So every Thursday after school, her and I would drive up to Minnesota. She missed every Friday of school for months. Wow. And the school worked with us. And that's where we wanted to be together as a family. And we would, the girls and I would come into the room. The girls would run to Chris's bed and hop in bed with them. He couldn't wait for Thursday nights oh. when, the, when we all came up. And they hopped in bed, we'd get, we'd get food, we'd watch a movie, we'd play games. I mean, we made our time together fun. Oh there was no gosh. there was no sadness. Yeah. You just It was fun. It was fun. It was. I mean, and it reveals the joy of the Lord and will be yes. our strength. Absolutely. And you guys made up your mind. Mm-hmm. Made up your heart and mind. Day one we made up yes. our minds. That that is so like that is bold inspiration right there. That reveals the goodness of God right there. Oh, we could not have, without our faith and without Mm. his hand in this, you know, families crumble from these things. This will ruin, this this sort of a thing can ruin a family. Mm. And you have to fight against it. You have to be a, you have to fight. Yeah. Now, there was something you said last night in which you, like, literally was like, Chris is gonna live in a in a dorm, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And he's gonna be there with his friends, <laughs> yes. and his friends are gonna take care of him. We're gonna pay them, right? right. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? So, so he gets he comes home the end of May. Okay, okay so back to the, from the hospital from the hospital in Minnesota back to we live in Altoona, Iowa, and close to Des Moines. And so he came home, and we made our living room into his bedroom. Okay. And we um, had our nephew from Iowa City come and kind of live with us to help him. 
And so we could, because we had to work and, you know, we yes. needed, but we needed someone with Chris. And then that's when I said, all right, you're going back to school in the fall. You know, yes. I know we have a long recovery. I know, you know, you're going to need a lot of help, but we're going to figure this out. Yeah. So I, um, I started talking to his friends and I said, hey, Chris comes back in the fall. He's going to need help, you know, getting to bed at night. Yeah. Um, getting up in the morning, getting to class. He's going to need help. Mm. But we want to hire you guys and to do this. And they're like, yeah, that would be great. Wow. They were so excited that they, because they, they loved him. Yeah, you know, they absolutely. Were, they were, he was only there for a few weeks, but they were buddies. Oh. And they're like, yeah, and, and we, we paid them. It's like, hey, you can go work in the cafeteria, or you can help Chris yes. and get paid. <laughs> and so that they were like on board. And yeah. he had this whole lineup of friends that just helped him on a daily basis, whatever he needed. Oh my God. I know. God. And they're such great friends now. I mean, <sighs> they still figure out plans together and vacations together. And, oh, I love and it. They, and you know what? It was so wonderful for these boys, oh my actually. Gosh. To do this, they have, a, and they've even said, we have a whole new perspective on people with disabilities, just kindness in general, just being a helper. Yeah. And they said this has been invaluable to us as young men wow. to to do this for Chris. So this is what I love about this story, and I know there's so much more, but so often I will hear, and I've even said it myself, the enemy. The enemy. Mm-hmm. The enemy. Yes. And I think that almost allows us to stay where we are mm-hmm. and to regress. So how did you not fall into the trap of that? Well, I'll tell you, when you feel yourself getting kind of sucked in a little bit, when you mm-hmm. feel yourself kind of getting discouraged or whatever, you have to start listing and remembering all the blessings, mm-hmm. all the things that hey, this is, this happened that allowed this to happen. That allowed, and then you were able to do this. And sometimes wow. you have to remind yourself. Yeah, that's good. Because you can just look at this thing didn't go right. Well, you know what? Yeah. Life doesn't always that's go That's right. right. We have to kind of get over that. It might be magnified. You're, you're a little bit scarred when you've gone through right. a tragedy. You might get be able to get pushed down a little quicker. But that's when you've just got to... You got to stand up and you got to say, huh, I am not going to let the enemy let me think like this because this is not right. Oh, I love that. This isn't really reality. Uh, Okay. So y'all listen, think about (laughs) this. She's literally speaking Philippians 4, 8, you know, think on these things, things that are noble, pure of good report. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you literally are a walking Bible <laughs> without even quoting scripture. Yeah. I just love it. Um, you know, and it's the goodness of God that leads mm-hmm. men back to him. Mm-hmm. So your story, your testimony of your family and mm-hmm. what they've been through, what's unfolding even still. Oh, yes. I mean, right. gosh, your husband and your son wrote a book, mm-hmm. uh, their first yes. book. Yes. I say first because there's another one coming out. <laughs> right. Uh, right. That... Um, is based on uh, Chris and his wife, Emily. Correct. Yeah. And it's called 
you can actually pre-order it, right? Yes, yes. And it'll be available July 2019, mm -hmm. and it's called The Seven Longest Yards. And in that, you will find the actual link, so you can watch that video of when he's walking to his wife in the wedding. Um, and so, what was the first book that that they wrote? What What is it titled, and what is it based on? So the first book, well, okay, so let me back up yes. just a little bit. Please okay. do. So when Chris was in the hospital, okay. um, we set the Caring Bridge. And the Caring Bridge allows your family and friends to know yes. what's going on. And so my husband, who is a very good writer, he wrote on Caring Bridge every single day. Okay? Mm. So people had said to him, you should write a book. This is this is. Unbelievable. Phenomenal. And he would quote scripture and he would say how God made a difference in our day that day. And wow. He would talk about this. So about a year after um, Chris's injury, we got contacted by a woman who said, I'm doing, I was doing research on a book and she's a, she's a writer and I came across your Caring Bridge site and I read every single entry and I want to write a book. And I'm going to do it for you. Oh you work with me, and I'm not. I don't want any money. I just want to do this for you. Oh my god! And so, so Christy Hayes is her name, and she flew to Iowa, and she spent um, a week with all of us, and interviewed everybody, and she wrote this book, and it's called The Power of Faith When Tragedy Strikes. Wow! And what it is, it's a father-son book. Mm -hmm. So one chapter is my husband's perspective. And then the next chapter is Chris's perspective about the same thing. And it's wow. fascinating how his perspective and my husband's perspective sometimes are the same and sometimes they're completely different about what was going on. Oh, my god! And so the whole book is, is like that. Oh! Yeah. It's very, very good. So can this yes. be found on Amazon? Yes. Okay. Yep, absolutely. You can be ordered online okay. um, on Amazon. And then... Is the, there a website? Um... So Chris has a website, okay. and it's um, chrisnorton.org. Okay. And so that has, and he's a motivational speaker, yeah. and we there's all kinds of things on this website, but you can find the book there too. Okay. And so then he's, this new book is about um, him and Emily, his wife, how they met, wow. how their story together, because they have quite a story too. Mm. And so that's the second book that will be out in July. So is Emily the one walking with him on the stage yes. uh, during his graduation? So Chris goes back to college, okay. and he does the college boy thing for a couple years, and then he meets Emily, Okay. and Emily worked with him and his trainers to help him be able to walk across the stage at graduation, because that was his goal. So we knew this was happening. The day before his college graduation, he proposed to her. What? Yes, in Decorah. So he proposes <laughs> to her, and he likes to say, I was more nervous about that proposal than I was walking across the stage the next I day of graduation. I saw that on the interview. That yes. was so cute. Yes. Oh. So that's so how neat. that happened. And then, so wait, were they interested in each other during the, like, during the helping? Like, they met after his injury. Okay. They, did, they didn't know each other until he was... I believe he was a junior in college. So when they met, uh -huh. did they meet upon doing the rehabilitation? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. 
they they kind of met on Facebook, oh, mutual friends. Okay. And they she was going to Iowa State. He was in uh, Decorah. And so he had his buddies. He had buddies that went to Iowa State. He had some of his Luther buddies taken to Ames. And they met up in a park or whatever. And it was just... It, it, that was it. And then from then on, she just said, <laughs> she I'm going to work with you. I'm going to, oh yes. my gosh, yes. like your family is just amazing. Like your family reminds me of the Holy Spirit just coming alongside. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we, my husband and I say, we wish we would have known then in the hospital when we were going through the early phases, if we could just have had a glimpse mm-hmm. of Chris's future. But, you know, we don't get glimpses. Yeah. We had to have faith. Yes. So we had to have faith that his future was going to look really good. Mm. And gosh, you know, Emily <laughs> was just a blessing. Oh I mean, she's passionate. Her passion is fostering, foster care, fostering oh, children, wow. adoption, helping these kids and their foster parents. They, they live what they believe. How old are they? Oh my gosh, they're 26 years old. And they, <laughs> and they just got married. And they got married uh, last April. Last April. Yes. What's can't? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, we're pretty feisty. Yeah, like, no, we're going to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, exactly. So I think even, too, like that coaching in your husband and you coming mm-hmm. alongside your husband, there's, you know, can't's a bad word, I'm sure, in your family. Did you quote, I can do all things through Christ a lot oh, in your family? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, okay, don't don't tell me you can't do something. Yeah. I know you can. You know, when Chris does his motivational speak, one of his lines is, a lot of times when people say they can't, what they really mean is they won't. Wow. So we have to really think about Ooh. that. Can you? You probably can do that. Or are you willing to do that? Mm. So that's what he says. And you know what? I think he's got a good point. Very good point. You know? And he he's, you know, we've traveled. We You know, things are more complicated. You know, traveling with someone in a wheelchair that needs help. Mm. We, I don't care. We don't care. We figure it out. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So really, if you think about it, you have, you guys, through this situation, mm-hmm. have counted it all joy. Mm-hmm. When you fall into various trials, mm-hmm. for you know what the purpose is for. Absolutely. For the persevering. Right. Uh, right. Wow. And, you know, and I don't want people to think this was easy. No. This was, this was hard. This yes. was, you know, there were a lot of tears and sleepless nights, but you know what? Chris did not see those tears. Mm. He did not know. We, we, you know, of course, if he had tears or upset it was moments it was a a down hour but his days were good Mm. he always he talked himself out of it we talked you know we all rallied around each other it's like it's okay to be sad it's okay to feel a little sorry for yourself for a few moments right and it's like all right that moment's over let's go let's go you know that's That's kind of that was kind of our attitude so you also mentioned something yesterday that was really, really good, and, and I totally agree with you. Sometimes people will ask, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, mm-hmm. will you let us know? Or, you yes. know, what can I do? And right. can you answer that? You know, you, you learn a lot when you go through this. And a couple of things I like to tell people is when you're going through a crisis, when you're having a, 
whatever that crisis is, it's health, it's a family member, it's, it's depression, it's whatever, let people help you. Mm. You know, when you open that gift on Christmas Day, that's really great. It's nice to have a gift. But when you have your your child or your husband or your friend open the gift you gave them, yes. that's when you get the pure joy. Yes. So let them give you that gift of helping. Mm. Take that gift. Um, don't don't say don't say no. And the other thing is, if you mm. ask somebody, "Hey, let me know if I can do anything for you," their response is going to be, "I'm fine, okay." But do they call you? Do no. they? They don't. So it's better just to do something. Whether mm. it's just show up with a meal, um, show up with you know, whatever, come come and shovel their driveway if it's mm. snowy. You know, we had mm. friends that showed up at our house and our garage door wasn't working. And they knew we weren't home and they fixed our garage door. Oh, my god! You know, they painted my kitchen. My kitchen was like, <laughs> I was in the midst of life and this happened. And they came in, they painted my kitchen for me. Oh, wow. You know, we had to do some adjustments to our house when Chris came home. We had volunteers that volunteered time and labor and materials, and they, you know, made our, our bathroom a roll-in bathroom, you wow. know? So you have to say yes to that. Let them help right. you. And also, you have to be that person. Just show up on the door and just mm. say, hey, I'm here to clean your kitchen for you. Wow. You know, I know you've been gone. I know you need this. Wow. And just do it. Just do don't it. ask. Just do some do something, even if it's just little. And I like what you said too. Like even if it's a case of water, a case of water. I mean, some drop it off. That you like. Sometimes we think it has to be something really lofty, right? And then we don't do anything because we feel like overwhelmed. Right. Like what can I do? But it's like anything. You don't even have to ring the doorbell. Just put the case of water down yeah. with a note, thinking yeah. of you today. Mm. You know. I mean, just anything. I love that. Make it simple. Yeah. Because you, otherwise you get, like, you overthink it. Don't overthink it. Mm. Just go do something. So what I love about this whole conversation um, from the moment that this, uh, what seemed like, I mean, a tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys are still believing for miracles. Absolutely. Um, and you've already seen unfolding miracles take right. place. Right. Uh, what would you say to someone right now that is going through and and... The person that they're going through it with, they just mm-hmm. don't want to fight. Yeah. They, they don't, they've given up. Right. Um, being that that was unfamiliar for you guys, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say to that person? Either the, the one that's going through it, like right. literally right. not able to move. What, what would Chris even say to that? Right. I think, you know, because Chris does some of this. You know, he'll yeah. talk to parents. He'll talk to maybe, you know, it's another kid that was injured yeah. doing whatever you know he'll say your know, life might look different but mm. life's still going to be good we all have this picture wow. of what our life is going to look like our future our children's future yeah. we all have this picture and sometimes that doesn't work out most times there's a bump in the road yes some bumps are bigger than others yes but you know what life is still going to be good mm. you might go about it a different way it might look different but you're going to be okay. Wow. It's going to be okay. But you know what? You have to look at every day. You can't just 
go here, you're going to really take care of today. If you take care of today, mm. then tomorrow will take care of itself. Yeah. And Chris says that in his speech. If you take care of today, then tomorrow will take care of itself. That's so good. But you've got to stay in the moment and you got to you got to work hard mm. today so the next day is better and every day is wow. better. So it's almost like upkeeping the garden of right now mm-hmm. and not going, well, the garden is going to die soon because, you know, the winter is right, coming. Right. But literally just be in the garden today. Be in the garden today. Absolutely. Wow. And I think you have to stay in the moment and you just have to make today the best day you can make. Mm. Make it. And then the next day you may get the best day. And then a month down the road, look at all the, you had 30 Great days of doing something. Gosh, that's amazing. So you also said to me yesterday that you guys have started a foundation. Yes. Okay, can you share with my audience what the foundation is and what it's about? So, you know, when we're going through something, when we we look at ourselves, we're we're so focused on us, us, Mm -hmm. us, us. How did this affect us? What am I going to do? You actually feel better when you care for somebody else. That's good. So, you know, so Chris decided that he had some opportunities of, you know, good health care and, and good equipment for rehab, but not everybody has that. He wanted to figure out a way where he could give back to other people. Wow. So he, it was his idea to start this foundation. And what we do is we, we raise money, and then the money goes to hospitals or rehab facilities or we have a wheelchair camp that we we fund to help other people, to help these places buy equipment that will help in the rehab of someone with a spinal cord injury, a stroke, MS, you know, whatever the neuromuscular deficiency is, we wanna help with equipment. So we've raised, our foundation has raised um, around $800,000 and we have, wow. you know, the most of it's in the Des Moines area. Okay. And the hospitals, there's a, a child serve. There's an all of life that deals with brain injury and spinal cord injuries. Des Moines University. We have given all that money away. Wow. And they have, I mean, their facilities have greatly improved. Oh, my gosh. For other people that have had this, they don't have to go out of state now. They don't have to go away. Mm. They can stay in their home area and get this great rehab. That is incredible. So how can people give to that foundation? So if you go to chrisnorton.org, he's a motivational speaker. So you'll you'll see his motivational speaking. You'll see his book. You'll see our events. You'll see how to donate to the Chris Norton Foundation. And this year we have a new thing besides getting back to the the rehab facilities. We are going to send 25 kids and their parents to camp. And there's a national wheelchair camp in Minnesota and they do a national wheelchair camp, but there's going to be an extra week, the Chris Norton camp. Oh my goodness. Where we pay for, because you know what? The parents need a camp. Parents need camp too, right? Absolutely. So they get to go watch their child, um, have fun at a camp. And it's, and it's, it's from five years old to 25 years old. And really? so that's what we're doing. So we're so excited oh about that gosh. this year. Yeah. I just love this. And it's life changing, these kids that go. Because they see they can have fun, they meet friends, mm. they see that they can do things like everybody else. But just with a little different help in a little different way. Wow. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, I get to know you. Like, <laughs> I'm so honored and oh. just blown away. I, I know I'm going to be watching that video quite often, like, especially if I'm having a bad day, like, no, yeah. click play. Um, but I have one last question for you because yes. I could ask you tons more. I mean, our conversation just oh, could lead to so many different things. I know. But, um, and I asked you this yesterday, you mm-hmm. know, if being that you've, you've got your family and your son and his wife have written uh, collectively two books. Yes. And there's probably going to be more. Yes. Who knows? But if you were an inspirational book, mm-hmm. what would the title be and why? You know, I love that question. Okay. And I could come up with maybe like five different titles. Okay. But I think the one title that I would say is it's going to be You Can. Mm. You can because you have pe- I have people that would say to me, I don't know how you did it. I could have never gone. I could have never done that. Of course you can. Wow. You can because what choice do you have? You have to. You have to get up. You have to stand up. You have to be there for you, for your child, for your family, for your friends. People are watching you. You're a role model, and you have to show how God works in your life. And if you if you say it, but you don't act it, wow. then do you really believe it yourself? Wow. So You Can is the name of my book because <laughs> you can do it. You can stand up. Ooh. You can do whatever you put your mind to doing. Wow. So that's my and book. you are evidence of You Can <laughs> for sure. But there's one more thing about this title. Yes, tell me. Can is Chris's initials. Christopher Anderson Norton. Who knew when he was a baby that those initials would be so significant for him wow. as an adult? Yep. Did you guys, oh, did you see that from the beginning, like after, you know, everything had happened? Was that, or have you guys always said that? We've always, well, because he's such a yeah. character <laughs> and so, you know, feisty and would do whatever, like, wow, his, his initials are good. Like, you can do anything. You know, that's what we always... Oh, about. I love that. So anyway, that's that's my book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if you ever write it, I, I okay. want it. And All I'm right. going to like... I'll send you a copy. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Well, I want to say thank you so much for joining me on Let's Talk. Thank with you for Teresa. having me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I also want to say thank you in advance for liking, sharing, and subscribing to both my YouTube and podcast channels. And if you haven't done so already, if you could go to our iTunes on Let's Talk Studio, that would be so great if you could write a review.